Racing with Jesse Rosinski is back. I'm joined by my brother from another mother, Walter. And we're going to have, you know, deep conversation about his feelings from Phoenix last weekend to what's going to happen at Atlanta this week to Jimmy Johnson making his first IndyCar Oval Track, the F1 Bahrain GP, AMA Supercross. There's a lot of good stuff. And, I mean, we cover a lot. So make sure to check this one out and let people know about it. And this is Racing with Jesse Rosinski, and it starts right now. Welcome back to Racing with Jesse Rosinski, worked on the first try. And let's just jump straight into everything, Walter. What were your takeaways from Phoenix? Minus the fact that Harvick actually at least looked competitive. Well, my takeaways are Stuart Haas, if they can continue that trend, will be worth something. Um, takeaways, I'm going to start with, with there was no trucks, Xfinity series. Um, the guys I said last week were bones to watch. They came through, made me look good. And uh, Josh Berry, I've been talking about him. You know how I feel about him. Boy, is that modified boy showing it how it goes. Right. Number three last week. Give him a shot. Number three for sure. That's all you got to do. Look at he's done. And then things. Uh, side note, speaking of Xfinity Series and the guys I talked about last week, John Hunter Nemechek. He's uh he's one of my favorites for points this year. And he was driving in, he was driving in garbage. I think he's running for the champ he's running for the championship in trucks. He just happened to run that race. Like, and that wasn't even like a top tier team, and he he rode that thing until he showed Agreed. his talent. Um something I noticed, I, mean, I didn't notice it as much in the Xfinity series, but definitely noticed it more in the cup series, though. But these new cars. Let off equals undetermined actions. You don't know what that car is going to do. Some guys last weekend, didn't matter what what race it was, whether it's Xfinity Series or the Cup Series, they would let off. And it was like sometimes the car, they could control it fine. And other times the car was like, I'm going this way or that way. Good luck. Yeah, like the new car jumps fast. Real fast. I, I mean, look how many people. Even like, for me, I'm kind of like, whoa. I would not want to be driving that. Look at the names that like have spun out and totaled out cars so far, just in qualifying this year. I mean, qualifying, people are wrecking. That I mean, granted, we haven't seen qualifying in like a thousand years, but I mean, you're getting that many people wrecking. That's. I think that's going to be a wild card attribute to these new cars this year is let offs. At least it's a handful, though. Um, all right, moving up from the Xfinity series, I, uh, my takeaways from that is, is obviously Stuart Haas is trying to make a comeback this year, and I hope they continue that trend. And obviously, again, like I said, let-offs were nuts. And I also have to point out, I feel like this needs to be said. He didn't win, but Ross Chastain, good job. Ross Chastain's teammate. We won't talk about it. I'm just going to point my finger. You 
You mm. did it. Damn it, Ty, at least you were on the track. Kind and I like was it. happy, absolutely happy to see Kurt Busch perform as well as he did in the car he yeah. was in. What, five, fifth, six, something like that? He was in now. Uh, he was in the top ten. I think it was, he was. He was right behind. Hard I think he was in the top five. I think it was fifth. Yeah, say fifth or sixth, somewhere around there. I think it was in the top and, five. Uh, and in case anyone doesn't listen to radios, you should go find his teammate's audio with his giant useless piece of car. Well, you know, guy, you had a whole year, at least in a Toyota and all that. Kurt's been driving here, there, and everywhere in all kinds of different makes, and he's already kind of figured it out in the same equipment. So he wasn't even like having... Like I said, under the equipment. he's the veteran version of Matty D. And I don't care what anyone says. They can get mad at me for that. It's too early to get mad at people. I feel like Matty D is as knowledgeable to a team and as good of an attribute to a team as having Ryan Newman or Kurt Busch because they not only know how to drive, but they understand the cars, they, how they work, they can build, they can give input that a lot of drivers are like, uh, it's doing this, not 100% sure what else to say, but this is what it's doing. Uh, I don't like that. Doing, fix it. I'm like, okie dokie then. Hey. I mean, but he doesn't have the I'll kill you instinct. Well, Kurt might have lost that. I mean, yeah, now, Kurt. Now he'll Kurt kill you. He's just, he's just not, he's just not going to blow your head off anymore as often. Look at Kurt a few years ago. No, being suspended. Well, well he wouldn't be face, on the team right now if he was still the same way he was a few yeah. years back. Yeah, makes me want to punch you in the face. But saying that, that's probably going to get me suspended too. Sure, shit. <laughs> I mean, oh man, talk about dark places. But yeah, they look good. Uh, Ty sucked. Bubba sucked. Again, there's a lot more people up there in the top ten. Again, uh, there was. I would say out of got one. Out of yeah, Chase. I'll get to that in a second. Um, uh, Kirk Bush, Kevin Harvey, Kyle Bush, and Joey Logano are the only ones that performed last weekend, like I thought they should. Um, I expected to see other people in the top ten that that wasn't there. Like I expected Kyle Larson to be up there, and he was not there. Oh, there it is. Harrison Burton looked like garbage. Uh, and Matty D finished 14th and then 12th last year in the two races at Phoenix. Yeah. Good improvement, guys. And, yep. Curtain that. Briscoe. I mean, Busher was up there. Suarez was up there. Reddick. I Chase promise you, to defend what you're saying, I assure you right now, Wood Brothers Racing is eating their decisions and puking every time they take a bite. Yeah, I mean, they should. And uh, every time they leave a the track, I assure you, they're going, man, Maddie was better. He was, he was ready for it. Like, you know, I mean, no offense to Harrison. I bet you if they had kept them old. this year, they would have been a contender in a championship this year. Yeah, top, they'd be a contender for a top 10. Now they'd be contender for a top 15. I'm just saying they, they would be way more result proving than what they're going to be because like, I, I'll be team? honest. They took, they're getting rid of Matty D and taking Harrison Burton with a step backwards. And I don't care what anyone says. They can't yeah. tell me different. Oh, that was a horrible mistake. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you look at the current situation, the best word I can think of, uh, 
Sorry, I'm not up. My brain isn't firing on all cylinders. Uh, like Larson wasn't on Sunday. He wasn't firing on all cylinders. Um, you know, that's another thing. Speaking of Larson and not have firing on all cylinders, what's up with their engine situation this year? Uh, I think he's the only problem they've had. I think that was it. Well, they've had other problems too. They had valve train issues earlier this year. Well, I mean, everyone's getting all their, I mean, they pretty much all stock everything part wise, at least. I mean, yeah, for the most part. Well, who's doing the engines now? Are they not doing their own engines anymore? I think they're still doing those, but I could be wrong. Like almost the whole entire car is like, here you go, see you later, bye. And you know, they're going to tweak with it all, but you know, I mean, at least they've won what? They won two of them right out there, right away. Daytona. I know, but. Daytona he's won two, but he's also had a couple races where he's had engine problems. And I'm like, man, that is not a great sign for your season. Hey, they keep winning races. It don't matter. Everyone. Well, yeah, playoffs. but it's all about the playoffs. Okay. But winning races and then the races you're not winning, you're, you're not necessarily going to even finish them. That's not going to help in points. I mean, yeah, especially if Kevin Harvey does what Kevin likes to do and yeah. keep getting better and better every race. But the tops, I mean, as long as they stay in the, no matter what, if they're winning races, they're going to stay in the top 16. No matter what, everyone's trying to figure out and everyone's having all kinds of motor issues. I mean, look at, I mean, Denny Hamlin of all people with the new shifting system, they have missed his shift and was done like early, early. At yeah, Phoenix. I mean, not, how not last season. See? I'm saying but the though. season before that, Denny had a lot of missed shifting issues. Oh, I know. The season, season him and Kevin went on their dominant run. He was having issues with shifting in the race. The new season, the new shifting. I mean, like but I'm saying, even Gibbs. And how often does Gibbs have any trouble? Those drivers are blowing things off tires. I mean, there's just so much. They'll figure it all out. But I will say, at least some guys looked better. Some guys did exactly what we thought they were going to do. And for the love of God. What did no Brad way. finish at last week? Oh, okay. I don't know. He wasn't. He was. Way back, I thought so. He's looked like junk so far the whole entire. He'll figure it out, but yeah. Well, isn't he's kind of financial? So I, wrong. Did, I know Ryan's not driving, but didn't he stay on with that company as a? Never mind. Never mind. They're in two different companies. Yeah. I knew what you were getting two. at. Uh, but, but Ryan Newman did stay on, right? As a, as more so. of a. I don't think so. Background guy, I thought. I don't think so. I mean, I could be wrong. I've just been wondering when we're going to see uh, Rocket Man again. Like, what? So he didn't get a ride, but he did. Like, we all know the he's that I'm talking about. There's a lot. There's there's two that are right on the top of my head. He got a ride. Like, all righty then. Well, not I tell Newman, you what. Newman will die to win a race. Prove that. He, uh, not he, not Ryan, but if I've said this before and I absolutely mean it, and maybe they need to, okay, I'll, I'll say this statement first. Some of the things that are happening currently right now with talent would not be the case if certain people were still involved in racing. If one of them was still alive, it definitely wouldn't be going on. Oh, yeah. And you know exactly who I'm referring to. Secondly, you could take his son, get him involved with other things and shit. If they could just get team owners, they need to change the way they do things. Even Stuart Hawks. Okay. I love Cole Custer. Don't get me wrong. He's great. He's a good driver. He did great in Xfinity. He, sucks he is sucking in the cup series. 
not good. I'm gonna be openly honest. I love Cole Custer. Don't get me wrong. Don't I? I will always root him on and support him, but he sucks. Yeah. Eric Amarola has won a couple races. I don't think he's performed nowhere near as good as Clint Boyer did, but yes, for some reason he's still driving. Granted, Clint Uh Boyer wanted to retire. That's on him. I get it. But still, when he retired on his own choosing, he was still driving better than Eric Amarola. Uh He could at least get up there most of the time with Kevin and contend. He may not have won races every like Kevin did, but he would at least contend for top tens all the time, most yeah. or not all the time, but most of the time. Yeah, I mean Almirola. Finally, I mean it took him two or three years to finally get like comfortable in Stewart's. Goals. And then the other part with Eric Amarola, I, I really feel like if I was at Stewart Haas, I would push for this season at the end of it to have two cars to fill for next season. Question: Chase so. Briscoe and Kevin will always bring money. Chase Briscoe understands the money side of it and understands you have to perform to continue because he's a privateer in other series, which we've talked about before. And with that being said, you have Eric Amarola did not come from that type of background. So he doesn't understand that. I don't know. He brings money. I'm not saying he doesn't. Smithfield is on his dick every year, no matter what. I get that. But with that being said, for Stuart Haas as a business, they, He's not the driver to keep. Neither is Cole Custer. I'm sorry. And really, you want to keep him working for the company, whatever, but it probably shouldn't be driving your car. At least debate it. Yeah, because everyone else has been looking good. Cole, not so much this year. Sorry, because they could easily go to another series that has a flatbed on it and pick drivers that are most definitely talented enough to be driving there versus some of the other guys. And that goes for all the teams, too. That's not just Stuart Hawks. There's, I mean. They've always had dead weight, though. Childress. That's he can step his game up and change drivers because he's got some issues there. Now, I will give him credit. Tyler Reddick. He's got Austin. I mean, Austin, at least, is right there in the top, around the top ten every. I don't Hey, I, hey. I, I, I'm I still. Like the three. I don't like him, but when it comes down to him and his brother. Austin deserves a ride. Well, yes, we, I agree 100%. I agree every day. I mean, Austin, he is, Austin's always in the top 13, I'd say. He's you definitely least, night and day difference between his brother and you him. You at least see him up there. So at least there's, you know, that. You know, that. But Stuart Haas, I mean, that one's always, I mean, you got to think about it. When they had Tony and Kevin and, like, they had Newman there and Danica. Danica was dead weight. Newman, he held his own. Got a few rates, you know, a few wins here and there. Uh, but then, no offense. But then, when she was, I mean, Boyer and Almirola were the dead weight. No offense to Clint, I loved Clint, but literally, what the hell were the two of them bringing? And then they got numbnuts in there. Cole, he got lucky what once last year, and he sucks this year. Like Stuart Haas has always just had that one. Like, why are you even here, bro? Like, kick it. I'm, I'm still at the point where I feel like there should have been an issue, or not an issue. Doesn't Cole's dad like work in the company? Isn't he like up there in the yeah, see? Even though they can only sponsor him by Haas Automation, like that's most of the time that's what's sponsoring him is Yeah, but that shit'll only last so long before Kevin's like Nah, Kevin doesn't care. Kevin's like, what he could suck, just make my car good. You know, that guy. Yeah. What would he rather see him or his teammates do good? Well, that answers that question. 
Silence is golden. Silence. I really think is consent. Keeping him and and bringing. I still say this to this day. If they'd have brought Matty Dion and put him under Kevin, working with Kevin would have. Dude, he would have been hard to stop. Matty D would have been trouble. He would have been. Might have a chance for him, you know, next year. Depending on what he keeps doing with that truck team, he's already got more top tens than they had. I do, year. I do think he has a chance next year to end up at Stuart Haas because I'm Eric Amarola's contract. He was shooting for a two or three year contract last year and only got one. You're like what? So, sorry, guy. Like, sorry, bro. Like, he was. He, he kept openly talking about it. I want a, I want a two year contract. Well, you got one. Good luck. Yeah, and again, that could also be Smithfield finally being like, "Sorry, guys," like because the business is changing and it's a lot of money. I mean, we never thought Lowe's would leave Jimmy after all those years, and look how big Lowe's is compared. Like, no offense to Smithfield, I mean Lowe's. Everyone knows what Lowe's is. You hear Smithfield, people have to go. Excuse me, who? Yeah. So you know, there's that, but. I'm just going to go to a yeah, but the difference in that scenario, since you brought that up, is you look at Jimmy Johnson's partnership with Lowe's. What did seven. Jimmy Johnson do for Lowe's? I'm saying he won them seven championships and they still left him. What has Amy, Eric Amarola yeah. done? He's done a lot of good for, yeah. Don't get me wrong. For them and all that, the but... quality side of things for NASCAR <laughs> and their, and their, Bringing inclusion, what hey, they called it something. What was it called? I don't know. All I know is Eric Almirola is a great ambassador for NASCAR because he doesn't get in trouble. That's what I was trying to get. Is he was part of the good. push to get other? I don't know how to say. It, I guess other races involved of into the sport. I mean, because before Eric Amarola, Juan Pablo Montoya, and Daniel Suarez, you had mostly white guys or black guys involved, and that was it. You didn't have Asian people involved. You had you know, you have Asian Americans. You didn't have any Latina Americans, Hispanic mm-hmm. Americans like that. And there just wasn't there. They were all told that, you know, the stereotype that we're all just a bunch of racist hicks that watch it. I'm like, no, not really. You guys are for calling us that, but we're not. NASCAR uh, not a racist sport. I don't Hannah, Hannah, it never Hannah has. Been. It like where she grew up in the Bay Area. There's a little. The stereotype lived large. You can go to local tracks like, all over the country, and there are no. There is no discrimination in any form of race, at least not that I've ever seen. But my my uh, big closing thought on all of it was when I'm watching something like SmackDown, when I'm watching, you know, Monday or Saturday, whenever I wake up to watch wrestling, to catch up on Friday night stuff, for the love of God, when you're advertising NASCAR in the bottom right corner of the screen, want to make sure nascar everyone here's this crystal clear take bubba out of it okay there's guys that are i don't know chase briscoe winning races all kinds of people that are actually doing something to earn that spot what i got it in 2020 like, guess what speaking bubba, of that bubba referring to him. has not earned to be in every advertisement for everything when he's literally screaming and cussing and throwing a hissy fit, finishing in the 20s while his teammates running in the top 10. Sorry, not sorry. Put him in there because he earned it. Hell, put Suarez in there. He's running better than him. Well, my thing of it is, is you look at the team owners for Bubba, okay? Who are they? Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan doesn't like Neither them. one of them like to lose. 
I'm, I'm gonna say that Michael Jordan Michael's is worse competitive. Than he likes to win and win big. He doesn't like losing a game of war. Okay. I mean this this is a guy you don't you have to perform for him to be consistently <laughs> impressed and yeah, consistently happy. I just take him. So off my thing of it is, is you got Michael Jordan and Denny Hamler, the owner of this team. How is their mindsets not like when we were on active duty? Okay, Shit bro. rolls downhill, right? Use your brain. Okay. So you got Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin who just like to win and not lose. They don't like losing much. You got Bubba Wallace in there driving a car every week, doesn't win, and he likes to wreck cars because he's good at that. What What's he doing for you other than costing you money? Hey, yeah, but because of he's because he's Bubba, I mean, look at him. You got McDonald's. He's in all those DoorDash commercials. But people are sponsoring him just because of who he is. It's, it's pathetic. Just, just like I'd like to take him. It's just like Ty Dillon. So I'm not just picking on you, know, Bubba, because you know he's the only black guy. But Ty Dillon, like, why does Black Rifle or anyone sponsor? Because of who he is. Because it sure as hell isn't anything he's ever done on the track. Well, and I could prove that point for you. I could build a race car to at my specs. Look at his stat line. What does it for me? My spec to my spec ski, a mini sprint car. I could build one, put him in it in a car I know could win. And I assure you, I can pick four kids who are under the age of 20 that would eat him alive in a race car right here in Jackson, Michigan at Jackson Speedway. I could watch three kids just run him down every single time, outperform. So I'm not just picking on Bubba for like, but Ty Dillon's right in that category. Uh, Cole, he's He's another one. He couldn't pay for these guys. Cole's running in that situation too, because he's, what have you done for me ever? Uh, he was great in the Xfinity series. I mean, granted, Stuart Haas had a down tick, but everyone else is running pretty damn good this year, even though I will say Almarola, like until he had troubles this last week because tired, whatever it was. I mean, he was the most consistent album. He was up there in the top 10. I'm always waiting for him to just make me happy. That's what I'm always waiting for when it comes to Eric Amarola. Just one makes, time, he make makes me, me. He makes me content. He doesn't make me like, woo, but you know, like you always see him at least in the top. Like he's one of those top 15 guys, which. And last year, he was the most consistent when everyone else was just the drizzling pits. Yes, I'll give you, I'll give you that. The whole Thanks time Kevin that. was struggling last year, at least Eric was performing. The last, and, last and the four other races with, of the year before, Stuart Haas like flipped a switch in the wrong direction and changed. Another it. thing about Eric Amarola, and I, and I have to point this out, his pit crew, there's, this is another reason why he should also be performing really well. His pit crew... Half of them guys, if he does, when as soon as he's eliminated from the championship every year, what happens? That's Half of up. his crew goes straight to Kevin, yeah, because he's got some of the best crew guys on his pit crew in the in the series. He yeah, should be performing what, just yeah, as well as what, Kevin. What does yeah? Well, what doesn't he have? He's got everything to help so. him perform. He's missing one thing. Well, he's he don't have Rodney Childers. I'll give you that. There you go. He doesn't have Rodney or Tim. There you I go. give you that. There you go. At least you knew what I was. He's missing one thing. Like, damn it, he is fine. Fine. Yes. You can have. I'll give you that. You can not have the Tim Fedewa of those two. You can have another Tim Fedewa like spotting because there are some really good ones. Oh no, dude. I'd say there's some really good ones. I'm saying on the spotter stand that used to be drivers and actually fully understand it. So, yeah. 
there's you know, TJ Majors. Uh, what what's the one that, that used to spot for uh, Tab Boyd? Wasn't the Tab? Was that Tab? The guy that spotted for fucking Dale Jr. Yeah, it was a uh, TJ. That guy, I like him. No, but there's never remember his name. There's some good ones up there, yeah. But he doesn't have Rodney. I'm sorry, Rodney. Jesus, that's what I'm saying. Like, go back and look at his racing career. Something makes sense. I don't think you'll ever see in NASCAR again that kind of combination to work with a driver. That let's be honest, Kevin Harvick. There's no way to not to deny this. He is a hothead. He may he may necessarily not necessarily the easiest guy to. uh, he, he deal with at times. He can contain it better now than he used two years ago, well, like Kurt Busch. He's also in his forties, I believe. What suddenly the testosterone level, and you have kids like. Oh, I can't well, I think Delana helped too. I can't sit on the pit box going like this for three hundred miles. What I'm going to get him? I'm going to. I mean, him. how many? Let me let me point out like this: How many team owners do you see? That absolutely is a yes, ma'am, no, ma'am to one of their drivers' wives. You don't see it like that. No, like, but you could. There's just an atmosphere there with that's around Kevin that you, I don't think you'll ever see it again. I mean, it was even with Childress when he did it. I mean, who the hell gets their car wrecked out that early? And they're like, what? Like, they they don't clear off their pit box. Why? Because Kevin is sitting on pit road like this. 300 miles just waiting on Biffle to finally be done so we can leapfrog his car. And just... well, like, we're going to, nope, we're not putting the pit box away. Why? <laughs> and what? You know what? I wish I could hear the radio then. What? Yeah, guy, what? He's sitting on his pit box. What, Always, go, yeah, go I wish I could have heard the radio then too. Go straight to the hauler. Why? NASCAR tells you to stop on pit road, but drive right by them, go directly to jail, park that SOB in the hauler, but we'll lift you up and everything. Like, get out. He's going to kill you. He was mad. He's gotten older, though. Yeah, he's older. He's grown up. Kids. Now he, now he has Keelan to you know, be pissed off and his daughter to you know, do air quotes and flip everyone off. <laughs> one of the greatest things I ever saw. Everyone else doing air quotes. There's his daughter. Same thing. Close enough. As I yes, I, I would. I would like to see that. I don't know if I'll ever see it again in my lifetime, but it would be cool if I did to see a combination like Tim Feet of Walt and Rodney Tillers. It's just that how many, well, let's put it this way. How many spotters do you know that can go, okay, he can't hear you. Calm down. I, I'll be the middleman. Let's, let's just do it this way. You tell fucking Rodney I said this. Oh, shit. Calm down, Kevin. Just hold on a minute. Don't you yell at me, mother... What? Mm, what? I'll clear you. Kevin is it. Like, I'll clear you when you're not clear. <laughs> like, you like cutting people off and doing slide jobs? Yeah. How would you like to get cleared when you aren't? What? I know they wouldn't do that. But like, what? How the, you know how much power? What? You might be driving a... What? I have all the power here. That man can ruin everything, but... Finally getting on to this weekend. There's a lot of stuff this weekend. The trucks are back. Yup. Trucky, trucky, truck. The Freight 208. Some interesting names. FR8, too. It's not even like Freight. It's Freight. 
case you didn't see that one. Uh, uh, I looked at the entry list for this week. Even. I don't know if it's going to mean anything because look at what happened last weekend. Or not last weekend, the weekend before. Look at the entry list. No cup drivers. And all of a sudden, hey, look at there. There's three cup drivers in that race. Let me know. I'm going to put a safe bet that there's going to be cup drivers in this one. With what huh? they have done to that racetrack, I'm pretty oh, yeah. sure there's going to be cup drivers running in both trucks in the Xfinity Series just because they went and ruined. Well, depending on who all runs this week for the trucks, if any of these guys that I'm going to list run, these are the guys to watch for, for a win. And it's going to be Kyle Busch, Todd Bodine, Matt Crafton, John Ernemacek, Grant Infinger. Depending on who all runs out of them five, because I don't know if is it Todd and Kyle will. Is it Zane or Chandler? One of the Smiths that drives for Rowdy. Like uh, that's Chandler. Good. Yeah, say so he's good. Well, I can't. He's I couldn't good. use him for past data and go off yeah. that. But at the same time, with a grain of salt, past yeah, data might not mean a damn thing. Yeah, and if, I don't even know what races Todd's running. I'm just good on you, guy. Marcus Lamonis, the guy. Yeah, for saying what as you own Camping World, you know. But I'll get you those last four races. Like you're hitting this many career races, I don't care. Like okay, like good on you for finishing um, it off properly. But I think, I mean, I'm John Hunter always. You know, uh, Brand Enfinger is going to be you know, Crafton, Crafton will you know, be good. Solder, um, Johnny might do something. But I mean, I'd like to. I like Johnny Solder. He's one of my favorite. They, they've ruined Atlanta, so. I, all of our past data means. It's, that's why I said with a grain of salt. No, it means nothing. Just like the Xfinity Series race. I mean, we all know who's going to be good in it. I just don't know how to predict, like you know, the actual, like because the well, Allgaier and Dinger, um, and Jones, and Yaley, they've they've done good in the past in this track. But like I said, it. It's going to be, I don't know. I don't know what to expect because I don't know what all changes 100% has been done. I don't know if the lines have been affected. I mean, I'm assuming the lines have been affected. Otherwise, uh, Kevin wouldn't have been so vocal last oh, year about it. Oh, they, uh, like, they completely changed, like, even the banking in three and four. Like, But I uh, I definitely think my pick for this race, for Xfinity, though, is definitely going to be J.J. Yaley. I'm going, man, I'm going with the junior guy. And Josh Berry, uh-huh. Sam Mayer. Grand junior motorsports too and al guy i like, think it's just too much power there i think junior motorsports though this weekend will walk away with the most points no they just have too much talent too much young talent that you just said here what ready go and couldn't make a point prediction or a race prediction in trucks just because too many unknown variables this no, week just- there's too much, like, just like in the Xfinity Series, we could turn around and be like, well, Kyle isn't going to run the Xfinity Series. I will give him credit after he said once he got his, what, 100th win there. He was going to be done. And, well, he went in, he got all, he won everything he ran last year, and he was done. Like, so, mass credit to you, but, yeah, there's got to be guys in there. I don't know who's all, I, I didn't look. I just kind of wait to see what happens on the Xfinity Series for who's getting the, it's easier to turn well, like on I said, Saturday and go, oh, you're in the race. Anything you try to predict, though, for this weekend is going to be so yeah. up in the air because of the changes. They did a lot of changes. Please don't look it up. Don't look it up now. You'll, yeah. 
he'll be pissed. But I think it'll be a good weekend for Junior Motorsports. Monster Energy Supercross is in Indianapolis. And I will say, I don't even know if you got to see it, but um, some of I, speaking the of that, hardest hits. That that oh, hit, that those two are both injured. I don't think they're racing this weekend. They're still both. And don't forget Jason injured. Anderson. Getting better, but I don't think either one of them are going to be racing. Don't, don't forget Jason Anderson. And he went down all on his own simultaneously on the other side. I mean, and then he got up and just slowly veered off the track as he tried to drive off, but he said he's all clear. Well, it looked like his arm was pretty messed up. Cussed and I don't know. Like it was, from, from the pictures and the articles I was reading, he, he looked pretty rough. He slowly veered. Now, uh, the other two that wrecked into each other, I mean, dude ran off, drove off with one arm. The other guy's, like, literally was missing half his jersey because he just, I mean, he didn't move. Like, that was some of the hardest wipeouts I've seen in a very long time. Well, they, they, those guys are going to struggle. I mean, they're, well, like we talked about last week, and look at Bubba Stewart. After he got in that big wreck and <laughs> after. 2007 or 8, he, he pretty much kind of went downhill. No, the wreck that he got in was in 2006. He got into a big wreck. And it took him a couple of years before he could even start performing well again because his abdomen was so jacked. Yeah, trust me. That's a sport. That's a rough sport that people don't give credit to. That's that's definitely a man's man's sport. You take a whooping in it. But, yeah, those wrecks last weekend were terrible. So, uh, hopefully for better, yeah, hopefully less of that in Indianapolis this weekend and uh yeah if someone could beat that can beat Indy's usually a pretty good race it's kind of like not quite as big of a of an event as as Anaheim just because Anaheim's always the championship but all I gotta say is Jet Anderson if someone could try to beat him in the 250s that'd be great do love seeing someone dominate everything but for the love of God can somebody get inside like Three or four seconds open. I love seeing someone just mauling the field, but for the love of God. But it should be good. I'm excited for it. But maybe what they just hit the half. Who are you referring to? Oh, Jet Lawrence is down in the two fifties. Young kid from Australia, I believe. Jet with two T's. Don't forget the second one, but he's been killing it. But better racing, and I do like the track layout there. I mean, I still like everything that Ricky Carmichael designs better, but you know. Well, that's because you guys, if you think, I don't want to say this. When guys like Ricky Carmichael, Bubba Stewart, Chad Reed, uh, what was the other Jeff? Uh, the other Jeff was Jeff Anderson, right? From years ago. Sounds right. And then uh, McGrath. When you got guys like that building tracks. Can't forget Jeremy. When you got guys like him and then the others I just listed designing tracks, you're going to have a, a good race. I mean, That's just like right. Travis Pastrana, he's anything he does, he it's all or nothing. Like he, everything. It's all or nothing. Career. Like his very short stint in NASCAR. Though. But, he, but he said it. He's, he he's that kind of guy. Now, it might be because of his dad being a Marine. I don't know. But he does something. He goes all in. He does it. And if it's not good, he's done. He, there's no mediocre stuff in him, and I like that about him. Yep, a lot of people have lost that. Some of the tracks I've seen him build are – I would love to race on them. I'll put it like that. 
Yeah. They would most definitely be a fun, enjoyable race. Yep. Sorry, but I think it'll be a good weekend again. Uh, 250s, they're coming up. I mean, they're going to be done soon, but I mean, like. But I have to say, though, when I refer to Travis Pastrana, he's in a level on his own, too. So. Yeah, he's at a, but they're about over, just over halfway done for season. They had a lot of, again, a lot of good racing. I just hope everyone, like, actually walks away because those guys eat death last week like that was the most we're dying i've seen in a very very long long time so hopefully for the best there i know you don't care but the bahrain grand prix i'm just excited that they're back formula one see what the new cars do because the little rocket ships pretty much i'm just glad they're racing in other countries right now yep i know i know overseas covid's kind of making a comeback so don't call it a comeback. we'll see how that affects don't call it a comeback been making it for years and i'm gonna leave that there so i don't embarrass the song indycar series running in texas jimmy's getting his first oval that's really the big highlight there the first oval of the season but that's all i'm going to be looking for is just to see what Jimmy and since does. you brought him up i have to say it because of my legion my legion affiliation that i hope jimmy johnson proves good i hope he i hope he wins just for the sake of we're sponsoring him and I hope he does well for us. Yep. No, I just, I think it'll be, I mean, he knows the track and all that, but again, he's driving a completely different like world of aerodynamics and speed and grip. I just, yeah, but it's Jimmy Johnson. I feel like just don't get hurt. Yeah. I feel like he should be able to do well. No, I think he's going to like blow us all the way. No, but again, He's slowly getting better on road courses, and that was pretty well, That's all he isn't did. Isn't Andretti still racing? Marco? I think so. I believe so. Yeah. yeah but you know who's going to be good? I mean, Scott Speed, Will Power. That, uh... Marco usually at least does mediocre or better. I could see the kid's face, but I can't even... Like, but... God, it's going to come back to me at some point. In the I, know, I just... Talking about NASCAR. I'm partial to Marco. Yeah. Marco when it comes to India. You know, like, but first oval, again, no offense to anyone. The next oval race, you know, I'll be less. Let's see what Jimmy can do. But I mean, at a place where Victory Lane, I'm pretty sure, is actually named after him. Uh, it's good to know that, I mean, he at least can feel probably more comfortable there than any other oval that they run. And again, more speed. I do think car, once Jimmy gets to where he's like comfortable, good with the car. Yeah. I think he still is really in kind of learning phases still yeah. to a degree. Running all those road courses and street courses and not getting to touch an oval last year. I mean, it's going to be a learning experience this weekend. But I think as long as he spends his first quarter of the race just running decent lines, get the hang of it. Once he gets that point, if he doesn't have any problems in that stretch, I think he could be most definitely a contender for the end. Yeah, like I think he'll be. I, think, I mean, I don't know about contending for the win, but I think he could run better than everyone. No, just contend for the end. Oh, no. Give him, you know, he's going to get, I think he's going to, again, just see how, if he can get through it all without, you know, getting stupid and getting too squirrely and over, like, causing some kind of chaos i think he can actually be there just because you know again you want enough times there that victory lane's named after him i'm pretty sure exactly 
at least he's you know got a track and he's somewhere where he's very comfortable. So that'll be good. But that's what I'm looking for. No offense to IndyCar fans out there at IndyCar Series. I love all of you, but you know, love you, Elio, Elio Castro Neves, like all of them, like Herda, like all you guys. What? He's another good one too. I love y'all. Ram Ray Hall's running in there. Yeah, like that. There's a lot of you guys. I just, I want to see Jimmy get through his first oval in one piece, which then leads me because it's a big day Sunday, like the Bahrain GP is on way too early. IndyCar's on at 12.30. And the Cup Series comes on at 3, I do believe. Which, yeah, Folds of Honor, Quick Trip 500, another one that Jimmy, yeah, knew a lot about. Ah, but but it, it, it's not it, 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 it's not the same anymore they ruined it they uh I they, hope the, uh, they reconfigured the banking like they like i hope the name on kevin's car this year is another marine again that's what i'm hoping for i just he's been consistent almost every year has been a marine on I his just, car i just hope that the racing doesn't suck because as you said you haven't looked into any of it uh i don't don't uh what they what they did to the banking in three and four like they completely like you know how many drivers were literally screaming like for years now every year you talk about repaving it like don't do it so now you not only repaved it but you've reconfigured it so now the banking's all like well kevin didn't want anything though i know kevin just was against everything there was a couple other drivers that were like no don't do all the all the old guys that wanted to just Leave it how it is. It was one of the best races of the year. And people sideways, this ways, that ways, all over the track. What people just like it gave you. Well, I do recall great us racing. having a conversation about a year, year and a half ago about some of the changes NASCAR has been doing. I get trying to increase your viewer numbers, whatever you're trying to do. I get that. To leave tracks alone. But you start changing certain things, you're changing the sport. I'm sorry. And there's some tracks you just don't touch. Atlanta shouldn't have been touched. It I'm still awkward. I'm still sour about Rockingham. That should have been, you know, never. The Rock was like the testing point. If you there was another the one rocks, down there in North Carolina North that was Wilkesboro? real big too. North Wilkesboro. Huh? North Wilkesboro. Yes, that one. I'm I'm still partial to that track. Why did we? Because especially now that they're wanting smaller tracks because, what because business was booming so they went to all these so they decided we have to have a million cookie cutters and supersized racetracks that are all exactly the same you know, like auto club should have like that was cool for the first couple of years that should have been gone a long time ago uh no and we've had that talk too there's there's a handful of super speedways that honestly should never be touched changed or anything either and i'm sure people like kevin kyle larson uh other drivers that would say the same thing. I know if you talked about changing Michigan to Clint Boyer, he'd probably be sour about it. I mean, I feel like it's only a matter of time before NASCAR starts trying to change things at the big tracks. Yeah, and see, when you mention the big tracks, though, that's what uh, that's where my problem comes in because I, in all my reading and everything that they've done, um there's reports like what they said, what they reconfigured it, that they want Atlanta to run more like a super speedway now. Like, I'm sorry, guys. It's, it's like, like, and I've seen reports that like coming straight from NASCAR. 
like if I turned on the race on Sunday and it's running like a super speedway, I'm going to hit down on my controller. I'm going to hit X. I'm going to hit record. And then I'm going to leave the house. And then I'll fast forward through the stupidity the next day. Like if you took Atlanta and turned it into Daytona and Talladega. So I'm, I'm telling you right now, if they did, you lost me. You're going to have drivers and fans alike that are really going to be unhappy. Granted, now drivers have a little bit different responsibility in the scenario than the yeah. fan does. But ultimately, hey, the fans the ones that pay have their the bills. final say. We're the ones that pay your bills. Exactly. You Who no pays fans. the bill? The fans. You have no fans. You don't sell no tickets. You don't have no racetracks. The sponsors are great unless they look at empty racetracks. Like, yeah, what? Sorry, guy. What? You have like 12 people there. Yeah, but I heard like new reports. And when like, sponsors of, well, you know, in, in going back to those guys that would say something, if they say something, they're against it. Odds are the people backing them, fans, sponsors, are going to be like, it's going to cost us money. Why, why are, what's going on, people? You can't tell me network decisioning is all that's changing all of this. You can't tell me that because I've heard that statement. Network conversations, this is what's need to be produced and project, projected. No, take your, take your political shenanigans and your civil rights stuff. That has nothing to do with NASCAR. It's all of your everything. Take, take all the shenanigans of, oh, we need to change our TV viewer status. No, I don't care if people from L.A. watch NASCAR. Don't get me wrong. I have people from LA I absolutely adore. Dr. Dre, Ice Cube, Snoop Dogg. Those guys, I love them. Don't get me wrong. But NASCAR did not come from sunny and 75 every day, ever. It did not come from there. The only thing that came from that type of environment is Baja racing. And that came from Mexico. So, no, let's back up on that. These viewers want to see this. Drivers want this. Drivers that race at Atlanta and are telling you not to change the track is because that track is fun, entertaining. People can race, truly race there. You start changing it, and like you said, turn it to a super speedway mindset or type of track or driving style that's turning it to garbage. Don't get me wrong. I love my big, I love, I, I love my big tracks. You know that. I love Daytona and Talladega. I mean, like it takes a level of skill, but there was not. I mean, maybe, and I mean, maybe Darlington. Kyle, Kyle Larson's a good example. Maybe Darlington. Darlington, I'd say one of those old, just yeah, I like Darlington. That'll gnaw your tires up, and like you actually have to know how to drive if you're going to be good there. But you actually have to have the capability to put that thing. But take that car, put it on your damn back, and go. Why? Because your tires are gone and useless in five laps, and you're just all what that's driver's track. Because you actually have and to I also know don't how think. To drive. They should change. Like I've seen tracks and racing structure change to the degree in the last two years that I feel like some of the tracks they go into, I'm disappointed at the end of the race. Like not because the drivers I was rooting for didn't win or nothing. I'm disappointed because even drivers I don't like that I know should be in certain spots. It's like they're not even performing right now. Like, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'll, I'll say that when they redid the like Phoenix, like I'm okay with what they did to Phoenix. Yeah. Move the, I mean, what did they do? They tore down a grandstand. 
they built a new grandstand and they moved the finish line to off of what used to be turn two. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay with that. What they moved it, what people are beating the hell out of each other coming off of that thing because, well, hate to break it to them, the old front straightaway, what it used to be, you didn't get the, like, a line going, but you were either up and no one was going to catch you or you were wrecking someone to get by them. You're welcome, Newman. We still remember. Yeah. Either get by him or you're not making the playoffs. A crunch. It's Newman. You know what I mean? But uh, you Phoenix didn't do anything. They didn't ruin it. But a lot of tracks, I mean, you don't like, look, what they did Br- look at Bristol. There you go. The more you know. Carry on. But yeah, they ruined Bristol. Sorry, Ed. I agree. I do think tracks, though, like the bigger tracks, you know, there's very few people that can run certain lines like Kyle Larson runs. There's very few people that can perform at certain bigger tracks like Kyle Larson, Denny. I've seen him perform in certain ways that I like at bigger tracks. Um, You know, you get some of the older guys, you go to tracks like Atlanta, They've got it figured out. I mean, they, they Atlanta, uh, Talladega, them bigger tracks, either you're good for, for the whole race and you know what you're doing and you strategically can and do the race. Because I feel like some of these tracks, they've changed the things to where strategy doesn't mean a damn thing anymore. It, it absolutely, you could, you could be the best crew chief, the best driver, have the best strategies, have the, t- the, the uh, spotter, perfect spot on every every call he makes, but because they've taken strategy and strategic driving and planning for races out, it doesn't make it the same. I don't think it makes it better. I think it makes it worse. I like that fact when I have to see a crew chief think and work just as hard. The crew, the pit crew, have to work just as hard, and all of them have to be depended on, not just a driver, because then you have true races. When you come down for that last pit stop. And you got eight or 10 drivers that they know them, their crew and their crew chief has to be spot on. That's when you see true racing happen. That's when you see guys come in there. And I mean, they're as fast as they can in a, in a pit stop. They're, they're pushing the shit out. They do it spot on. You get five or six drivers to come out of that pit, that pit lane. And it's like, you know, you got a race. Yep. These races, they've changed it to the point where that's gone in half the racetracks. I feel like, I mean, I may be wrong, but I feel like that's gone. And when they redo all the, you know, they repave every time they repave, they go and change the bankings or do it like to the point where now in order for there to be two actual lanes of racing, they have to put, you know, the good old sticky stuff on there as our friend Boyer would call it. Yeah. You know, like they have to put traction compound in a groove just to make it. So there's actually more than one line to race on. That's another thing. Compound. Like you got all these younger drivers. You got younger guys that don't understand the compound. I really believe that. And I feel like across the board, teams need to be like, look, you need to take your better teams, like crew chiefs like Rodney Childers, um, Gustafus, Gustaf, I can't even pronounce it, Alan. Alan G. That's what I call him. You got guys like Alan G. When you get guys like that, I'm sorry. They just, that's where it's at. Just like a grumpy old man. Those guys should be the ones telling them, look, when you go into these corners and you're doing this, you're doing that, 
this is how the sticky shit works. Like, I don't think that conversations happen. I mean, they have, I mean, you got to give it a few laps, but once it heats up, it's good. It's just, it's, we shouldn't have to even be to the point where we have to add sticky stuff to bottom or top lanes just to make it so you can actually. You know, and that there. was it two seasons ago, the comment was made. I think it might have been Tony Stewart. Yeah, because two seasons ago, he started the SRX series, right? 2020. That was the first year of it. He said something that truly sticks out, and it it could be brought up in just about any conversation when it comes to tracks and and track management. You don't change tracks. If you had to replace, like, surface, I get that. If something messes up, I, I understand having to repair surfacing. I get that. But you don't just change the surface. That's the whole point of racing is to race the track at hand, not race something that's been reconfigured so it's like new so you guys can drive perfect. No, 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 no. You go to Springport Speedway, better yet, no, let's go to skill. Let's go to let's go to Muir. All right. Can't remember the name of it now because it's changed the names, but in Muir, there's a little track, little concrete track. They've never change the concrete other than spots they've had to repair because we live in winter. Michigan and we let, we have a lot of sand in our soil. And winter doesn't help, yeah. And we have great, horrible combination of yeah. So compound that's why tracks like nature. Michigan and in little tracks in Michigan have to change their surfaces or repair their surfaces, but they don't change them. They don't change their angles. You come in there, you're racing the same way every time. The only things that could change is every once in a while if they didn't patch it just right, you may have a slight bump. Yeah. And that's just part of racing. You, you, if I'd be like telling a mini sprint guy, Hey man, it's, it's never, or any sprint car of any form. It's like saying, you're never going to have a bump. You're never going to have a hot bull shit. Dirt tracks, they rot out and you got bumps. You got craters that you have to bounce hey, across. You, you it may have, only be that deep, but it's going to feel like it's that deep in the sprint you car. You don't have a bump. You have a craters. You have a, Whitehead, you have a Pennsylvania and uh, Michigan thing we like to call potholes. It's not a pothole. It's a, what the? What we that? don't. Michigan don't have potholes no more. We got we got either smooth surface roads or we have. Or you we'll hide, eat your car up today you for hide a whole road. road. You can have a whole like you can hide a whole like road cone in it and you wouldn't know the difference. Well, I've there's some potholes right up here, Ski, that are no joke big enough that a super duty hit him it would blow the tire off the front end don't surprise me and that's how big these holes are from pennsylvania but anyway on that like they shouldn't have done it like they should like not many people are like what will pay you to not touch the track yep like i do get it again how many you know resurface because again some of those are a million years old and there's only so many times you can patch something or put yeah, close it up near the seams, put goo in it. Like there's only so much of that you can do before you have to like, but I mean, because I mean, if you had if, to, if you had a section that was horrible, I could see cutting a whole section, the whole width of the huh. track out, repairing the undersurface, yeah, the base, and then put a new patch in, but keep everything the same angles, the same degrees. Yeah, tracks have done that. There's been tracks we've seen do that throughout the years where yeah. And what that whole corner is blown out. Well, yeah, there's only so much you can now, do. Something to that. that we've seen last year, I hope they've reconfigured and redesigned them over the off season. Is the curves on these road courses, like at Charlotte, especially. 
Ducks Turtles were bad last year. Yeah, them. They, they need to come before. up with a reconfigure. I understand it was really it was modular and it was easy to change out, but like they were ripping. Cars. You have to have something cars. catastrophically bad happen before that happens. Like <laughs> there's, there's I'm like sorry, but if a car hits catastrophically it, bad things last year before exactly. Oh, we'll if a car take hits them out one time, you should probably stop the race, check it, and if it's down. fucked up the slightest bit away change it because the next car that hits it if you don't replace it is going to cause serious problems i.e look at the roll the last year everyone i mean there was somewhere else where it was just i mean it was just now i think they had the same course. ones there was two road courses that had that problem the, last the year, I'm pretty sure. yes i think it was indy because well, all the other ones were the normal like yes yeah you get like fontana and, and stuff there they don't have those, any. Yeah, those are all concrete curbs that are like you know normal. They're not you know. But my gosh, plastic. those modulars. No, they weren't like, even plastic. They were. You know what they were? I saw metal under there and all kinds. Diamond plate aluminum, and then they were built in eight foot modular section or twelve foot. I think they so said. Then they got hit and all just. Yeah, it, it, you only can hit it once, and then you hit it a second time. It's oh, that's one like. Front end. And who was it? Stuff. The second time they hit it last year at the Roval. Whoever that was, the guy behind him hit it too, and it destroyed his oil pan. Yeah, I mean it's like. Pieces. And what they do? Like oh, it, we took up that layer, that spot of curbing. It took like what the ninth car this weekend before you figured that one out. Like you went, you beat it down with the hammer. They came back through on green again. What another guy blew his front end out? I think there was like three or four guys before they finally went. Okay. And even if they didn't change the style of curbing for that, move it back four feet i'm not asking a lot four feet is all that needed to be moved one panel's width which is how they well i'm assuming that they just took a sheet of diamond plate stuck it in a shear and just said okay shear them off all at 12 inches you know and they just took them plates and weld them in there in four foot wide sections well the very first four foot if they just took that section left it out on those two turtles it would have been great but they didn't yeah. Yeah, and it was all the one on the back on the back chicane, on the back straightaway. That one when you yeah, it was made, on the back. They made that first left, and well, nope. when you made the first left. I mean, some people even made it to the first right in the middle of it. You didn't make it past that one, at least not rolling. I mean, at least not under power. I mean, like, I mean, this is gonna sound stupid, but. They could even do a supercross style deal. Put some bales of hay up there. Looks good. <laughs> well, I mean, they could do that. Make some socks. Put some bales of hay over there. Because at least if you hit those, you know you were work you weren't where you were supposed to be. But two, you're not going for a catastrophic destroying ride. <laughs> you're gonna have to deal with some dust. Don't deny that at all. You're going to see when it happens, but the car is going to be able to go up to the pit road, pull all the straw out of the grill and keep going. Not right. go up there and say, hey, can we potentially put all new front end parts on here in five minutes? No, it's like I like, and I like the Roval. I really do. I just. That curbing has to go. Like they ran it for years without having that problem at all. Well, I mean. And then last year. Was... What, what's wrong with just laying down what was the other things they used to use? The, uh, 
you know what they reminded me of the things they used to use it reminded me of the stuff you go like to a fair or a flea market something and those things that go over the wires that's what they used to use as a plastic material similar to that for a lot of different type of racing even when they used to do the the miniature indie cars downtown here yeah even that was with the plastic curving. It was a polycarbonate of some form. I don't know exactly what it was. I'll probably get corrected by somebody if they hear this. I know who it is. But yeah. Anyways, uh, it, it's just I don't understand it. I guess. And as a guy that's raced in other stuff, not just street stocks, I'm looking at it going, a polycarbonate one would do just fine. And when that breaks, it just breaks and goes down in. It doesn't cause a can opener on the bottom side of your car. Which is true. And now they got, I mean, the whole, as we saw at Daytona, the whole bottom of the car is completely sealed off now. So maybe, I mean, that's their answer to it. It will just close off the whole damn thing. Why? Like, nope, that, that, okay, that was your answer. Or how about you just, I don't know, get some plastic. We have enough of it, melt it all down and make a curbing that'll just break and not go like this repeatedly yeah, you don't you don't need a can opener going yeah like, and, and all i can say is they're all lucky when that the only fortunate thing is is when that happened nobody's rear axle got caught by that because if it would have caught the rear axle it wouldn't have been a couple cars out that would have been eight or ten cars out easily because it would have spun that son of a gun sideways instantly yep. one way or the other and i would rather go into other cars than go into the wall where it was at that's gonna hurt thankfully they didn't have that problem but yeah they they need to fix that and stop ruining racetracks because i said again i turn on the race on sunday i mean it's not gonna run like the old atlanta because they went and yeah screwed it but i mean that new new banking like if they went and ruined um how many degrees did they change it and it's down like the picture I saw, if it was any truth to it, like it's down, down in three and four. Like it's down. It's no longer the wall. I'm just trying to think what the, how the line would be at that point. I mean, it's not like all the way down, obviously, but it's not. Well, no, but I mean, if they changed it more than two degrees, it's going to make a huge difference. And I know that sounds stupid, but at 100 miles an hour, a three degree difference a lot. changes your handling completely different so i mean if it's more than that it's going to be for lack of better terms a shit show no like i don't I'm, I'm this is always one of the ones that i'm like i don't care what i'm doing i'm gonna be home and i'm gonna watch that granted we have dvrs now but if we get into that situation where i'm going yep i'm just gonna go that's why i always record them that way if i get mad i can just go click and yep. walk away oh well no by god i'll i'll pay attention like a little bit, but that, I mean, but speaking of Atlanta, probably the best so, race of the year, man. Used to be previous drivers, previous track, or not previous drivers, but previous track. The drivers to watch would have been Kurt Busch, Kevin Harvick, Brad Kay, Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, and potentially Kyle Larson. How do you not? I mean, Larson would have had it last year, I think, what a tire or something, or I don't know. Uh, um, and, and I'm Kevin, gonna go. Kevin owned the track for. About five to ten years there. Like, what, what is it? What, trying to figure out the Harvick line. Like, why? Because he's literally the he king at that track. He's on the line. He's not moving off the line. You're not getting him to get off the. Well, you're going to get out of his way. That is his line. Ooh, everyone else, 
sliding all over the place. Suction cup to the apron right there. But I that is one track where numerous times I've seen drivers have Kevin come up on their rear, and no matter where they're at in a the track, they go either up or down. They get the hell out of the way. I used to. And, uh, I think Larson will be good because, you know, I mean, again, on the old track, just because of the way the track drove. Slipping you'll, you'll know. First uh, time through the turns. You're going to see all these rookies going there and go. I think Chase will be. Briscoe. I think, uh, obviously, yeah, Chase Elliott, he's going to be good there too. Briscoe will be good just because he's been running good all year. Uh, Eric Jones, I think he'll be good because, again. Depending on the with line. New, with this new car, Eric Jones has just been there except for that race where he had trouble. Except for when he has trouble, he's at least been competitive in every race, just like Reddick. Well, I've, I've Reddick. always said about him, if he could just get in a good car one yeah. time. And again, like you had it, well, he was in, and everyone that gives, he was in Gibbs equipment. Well, yeah, like, but he was in Gibbs way too early. That was when I was hey, what? You're hired. Well, we've had that talk. Yeah, we're going But he was one of those that got like, hey, what? Ready, go. Even if you're not ready, it's just bye-bye. See you later. Get in here. Uh, yeah. But you know, and they have enough drivers in that program. They could go, wait a minute. You just stay put. We'll put you up. Tyler Reddick, though. Tyler Reddick, he's he's one of those slip and slip. He can muscle a car. Uh, what's his name? The, but I will say, depending on the lines. I'm, oh, yeah, so there's a lot depending on that. I mean, this could be if Kurt or Kevin can pick up, Kurt Busch or Kevin Harvey can pick the line up within the first 30 laps, if they can make a line, I'm going with one of them, too, for, for the win. Oh, well, Kurt, so I know Kurt will be up there. I mean, that's the thing, though, so far this year. I mean, completely new stuff, not really any testing. 20 minutes of practice. Like, by, like Kurt starts off like, you're all, where the hell is he? And then by the end of the race, it's like, oh, there he is. Because oh, he's, yeah, again, new car, new model of car, completely new team. Yeah, but he figures it out by the end of it. He'll be good. Uh, like that about And Kurt. if the lines ain't completely wonky, like, Completely 110% walkie. I, I still think that Stuart Haas has a chance of walking away with the most points out of this race. Yeah. Assuming the lines aren't so different that the cars are not going to be able to be even close to set anything near normal. That really comes down to how good uh, Bowman and uh, I mean, whoever gets the most points out of it. I mean, Bowman still wins races and all that, but Bowman, well, I mean Bowman, Byron. And uh, and uh, Custer, like those are the three guys. That, that's how we're going to figure out who's going to get the most points. Those three guys, like how they run. And no offense to Cole, the other two are kind of. Well, I I think truthfully, if if the track is real wonky, and that pulls Kevin and Kurt and Kyle Busch and Brad K and Denny Hamlin more equal to everybody else, I think you'll see. Out of if that's the case, I think you'll see Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott perform better. Well, I mean, Kyle, no matter what, give him 50 laps, he'll figure it out. Oh, yeah. That's because he's just, I think he's at the point where he's gotten good enough because of other racing that even when the car is not right, he's able to use his car around that. If that makes sense, I don't. I'm trying to think of how that works. Finally, he finally does what he should have done the whole damn time. Figure out what that thing does and where it runs, what how it runs the best, and just go. Nah, because I know there's been two races last year. I've seen him win with a car that should not have won. 
And that's you. why I say, I think he's gotten to where he can go. Okay. Well, this car is doing this. If I do yeah. this, so I'm going to change this up here. And then I'm just going to roll with it and know that I can't let anybody get next to me in this area and be good. But that's one of those things where just like Kevin at certain tracks, if they get in the front, good luck. Cause I saw a race in person that Kyle Larson finished second when he should have won. Thank you. Arrow package. Larson in the lead. That's another complaint. Larson in the lead. Larson drives away. Anyone else in the lead? You can only get inside of about this much, and then you stopped. Because the car in front of you just blew all the air. Like, you just couldn't yep. do it. At least we haven't seen a lot of that this year. The arrow package has literally made every person passing somebody look like somebody trying to pass Ryan Newman. It, it literally looks like the car is the whole way the track. It's like this is wrong. This is. Hey, the world needs more Newmans. And it, and it bothers me because, you know, used to, it used to be when you would race, you could, you could suck air off the car and use that to your advantage. Yeah. You side draft. I, you can't even door draft like you used to. <laughs> you no side draft. People are, let's just say they're going the wrong direction. Like I'm the, I'm, simple I'm, side I'm, drafting is getting people like straight, just the car just goes all on. It's, you, no, well, he's gone. I, I'm a person that growing up, I had to learn that racing, how to be able to suck the air, to be able to pass guys that were as good as me, if not better. You know what I mean? Yeah. I had to find ways to perform. And those are one of the key things that drivers go to. If you can't, if you can't use a draft, racing has changed completely. And that's what they're doing. And I don't like that. Yeah. Maybe. Now, granted, don't get me wrong. In the smaller tracks, you can still get guys like Kevin Harvick or Chase Elliott just don't give a shit and they'll come right down in the corner and push and you're either going to go with them or you're going to get pushed out of the way. Like, but if you're not on a small track, it's anything bigger than a mile and a half or a mile and a half even, some of them, good luck. You can't draft like you used to. And I think that's just lack of time on the track with the new car because, you know, they've made all those damn rules about testing and all that stuff. Like, I'm sorry. Like bigger yeah. teams are gonna run better anyway. It shouldn't make it so no one can test anywhere. Like they used to be able to if they're going here, and then when they do go there, just try to figure it out. They get fined, people get suspended, and all kind of because why can't they test anymore? I think what was what what was the gain by doing that? I mean, uh, knowing NASCAR is probably leveling the playing field type excuse. Like, well, what did you level? Like you made well, I mean, so now the smaller usually, guys are still smaller, right? Because they don't get any track time. A track shoes are only twenty five or thirty five hundred dollars for a day. Yeah, I'm sorry, but you know the big teams. Like if you're trying to level up, the big teams still have better equipment, regardless. So, well, I, yeah, you get guys like Joe Gibbs. What's his name? They pretty much run Toyota and NASCAR. What was his name in the Xfinity series? He's a smaller team. I don't remember. I know they went and tested. Uh, they got like a bunch of suspensions and fines and stuff for a little team because they went and tested one day. One of the littler teams. I'm like, what? Like you're trying to level the playing field. What good is it going to do? If you're telling people, well, we know you make millions less than these guys, but yeah, you're also not allowed to test to try to get any better. Like, well, the equipment's already better. Like we have people's hand-me-downs. We should try to be able to run to make our hand-me-downs run as good as they can because we need more than 20 minutes of practice to do that. And if, and if that's the case, if they really want to say they're leveling the playing field, there's another solution that they could do it differently. Whoever is up every week, if you finish like, so this weekend, right, they finish Atlanta, whoever the top 15 is from that race, 
They shouldn't be able to test the next week. Everybody else, test. Yeah, you should, or they should get like an extra 15, 20 minutes. Give them, you want to level the point? Give them the chance. Give them extra. You, you were in the top 15. No, you're not testing this week. You guys, good luck. Uh, top 15, like, you know, just give them 20 minutes of practice and then give everyone else like an hour so they can, yeah. Get extra time. Truthfully, if they really wanted to level the playing field, they give the guys that ain't in the top 15 unlimited test time and take the top 15 and go, you get four hot laps. Yeah, like, because I because most of the time, I mean, now, I, I like the way they do it now in a way, just because a lot of those guys, I mean, it's better than no practice. But I mean, they, you get, all the names you keep mentioning, you know, the Hamlins, the Harvicks, the Bushes, like, they don't Elliot's, need it. Kyle, what, 20 minutes for them, what? They can go out there for, you know, two or three laps, figures, get back on pit road, make the adjustments they can do right there and try it again. And they could be – most of those guys, like a lot of the time, were done in 10, 15 laps anyway. Now, this is what I got, unless they were going out there to try to do long runs just to see tire wear. I mean, you could, you could literally surface, tell those guys, get your could, hot laps and that's it. But the be, other guys, let them get their freaking two be, hours of testing. Yeah, they, could be, they could be done in 20 minutes. Like most of those guys yeah. are already done in 20 Kyle minutes. Kyle Larson practice. can be done in five laps and so can <laughs> Kevin and Kurt. I mean, they don't need any longer than that. Kyle yeah. Bush, any, they don't need longer than 20 minutes. Yeah, like don't you need that though. really? No, I think though. I mean, even if it's not like two hours, but they should get the lower guys that they should get more than 20 minutes because, like, those cars. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, but like, the guys that's always race, like Michael McDowell, uh, Matty D, if they'd have got more time in their cars for testing, you got to test and tune. You can't, especially in these new cars, everybody the first 10 races should have got two hours to test and tune their new cars, even. What? I'm sorry, but if I built a race car in the off season and it was completely new, you can bet your ass I'm going to spend my first week before the season renting a track somewhere and I'm going to run it crazy. Was it? God, that guy in the Xfinity series, I could see him. God, it's one of the older guys. Is he active? He owns the racing team. It's one of our, what? I'll think of it. You know what number he drives? Don't remember. But I know it was either this year or last year, like he actually got like all kinds of trouble for testing. Like, well, I'm sorry, he finishes in like the twenties. He's running this all by himself. I'm pretty sure he should probably get some track time. Like, right, because all you're doing by like getting rid of that is making the team already at an advantage at a bigger advantage. I'll give you an example in the cup series of what you're describing right now. BJ McLeod. Granite. Granite. He has. No, that was him. Okay. Well, granted, so he's got, he's got, I think he has two cars running in the Xfinity series and one in the Cup series. Yeah, Peter McLeod, that was the team. He, granted, I will give, I'll give him, he has one advantage over all the other lower teams. He is partnered up in an enterprise partnership with Stuart Haas Racing that does not financially murder them like it does when you go with Joe Gibbs. Okay, so I'll give him that. He has equipment that now, if he could have the track time, he could dial his pretty decent equipment into something performable. It was BJ McLeod last year or this year, like tested at some point and gotten all kinds of like, just let him go. I think we're going to talk about Joe Gibbs. Furniture Row is gone. The 95 car that, you know, they've technically aligned with what they're gone. Uh, I told you, Toyota, they've 
they've got now. I don't know whose part this is on. I have to say that openly. I do not know who's. I, I don't know the Toyota structure enough to know it, but I feel like Joe Gibbs is the guy that makes the final decision for anything to do with Toyota one. and NASCAR. He's the only one anymore. Everyone else is shut shop. Cover twenty three eleven, but guess what? They're running Gibbs equipment, so. You know, like all that's even more of a reason why Bubba shouldn't be racing because the equipment he's running is good, great equipment. And guess what? Kurt's proving it, just like I said he would. But yeah, like that's the big. But it was BJ McLeod got in trouble for that. Like, just let him. Like, give him track time. Like, what is the harm if they're paying for the tires, the gas, the track? What if they're paying for everything? You Guess can, what? the best you got to be able to do during it. the pandemic, but no practice, no ready go. Everyone, if you're going to do it that way, everyone was on the track to first time, ready go, see what your car does. Like, you know what? That actually leveled it off because you know, no one, like, there were so many, oh, I don't know what the hell's going to happen. Yeah. If they wanted to change it up, that was, that was one of the very few outright complete changes that I was okay with because it literally leveled did level the playing field. field. You only had two guys that were winning, and everybody else was evil. Equal. Not equal, but equal. Yeah, well, they are evil. I'm just saying, they have to do something different. No, I just, again, like, if you're up, like, sorry, 20 minutes isn't going to do anything, because the big teams, they have a much larger notebook. No, and and there's more to it than just, there's more to it than just the fact that they're a bigger team. You get guys like Stuart Haas racing or Joe Gibbs racing yeah. or even Richard Childress, if we're going to be completely openly honest. You have all the money, Those the guys, finances, the track time, the simulator time. The, thank you. You get guys like BJ McLeod, they don't have the money to have the best engine builders. They don't have the money to have the best crew. They don't have the aero, money to have the best I mean, dynamic team and chassis. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot that those guys don't have. So I feel like guys like that, track house racing, they should have hours on the track during the week. Each track they should be able to have hours on look Tuesday. how good track house is doing so good on track house for their second year and again suarez i think that was his worst race last weekend but until then i mean look at him he almost won fontana auto club whatever the hell it's called anymore i don't know he almost like he was up there he was up there in vegas i mean chastain's right up there in it i mean for where they started you know no offense but uh you know look at them compared to 23 11 like they've been running you know consistently good and well time's up Oh, I know. This is what we were getting there. But, uh, yeah, closing thoughts. Hopefully they didn't kill the track. Yeah. They did. We'll find out. So, thanks for watching. Don't forget to share it out. It's on the Facebook page, too. Find that. Share everything out. Share it out to people wherever you can. Yeah, that's me. And uh, I'll be back at you on Monday with the response. So, until then, be good to each other. Peace.